0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Alicia here from The Stronger Way. It is so good to be back here with you again for another episode. This week, we are going to be talking about finding what feels good, what fits within your lifestyle, and what ultimately works for you and your body. So just to kind of give you a little background about this, I have been doing yoga with Adrienne for a couple years now, kind of off and on on YouTube, and she occasionally or maybe it's like every episode she says this you know it's just oh find what feels good and the other day as I was uh doing a yoga flow with her which that's a whole nother thing we'll kind of get into here later on in the episode she said that and that really just resonated with me it's you know really is this idea about finding what feels good for you and for your body what fits into your life and ultimately what works too right However, this is honestly one of the biggest mistakes that I see my clients making is that they kind of try to force like a certain diet or a workout program into their lives rather than deciding what's going to work for them. And I feel like this is so easy to do because in so many ways, we aren't really taught or told that we might actually be the ones that know what's best for our bodies when it comes to exercise or nutrition or, you know, routines and all of those kinds of things. I especially feel like in kind of the mainstream health and fitness industry, we are always kind of being told to sort of look to the experts, right? Look to the trainers, look to the gurus, they know what's best. And while I don't want to discount people that have spent years or, you know, so much time, like studying different things and learning different systems and things like that. At the end of the day, they don't really know you. They don't know your life. They don't know your body, you know? And so they're kind of maybe making some best guesses and in the sense of like, well, this has worked for other people. It may work for you. But at the end of the day, the best way to figure out what is actually going to work is by kind of playing around and experimenting with it. And let's face it, there is so much different information out there that most of us don't really want to sit down to do all the research, right? We don't want to go through and read, you know, the latest articles and all of the information kind of seems to be flip-flopping, you know, day in or day out, or it's like one week, you know, this style of eating is the best and one week, um, you know, this is the best. And so a lot of times there ends up kind of being that contradicting, contradictory I think I said that right, information anyway, which can kind of keep us spinning and in confusion. And then we're just kind of trying, you know, all the different things at once. Then we get confused, we get frustrated, and nothing really ends up working, right? Personally speaking, I don't really mind reading all of that research because I can definitely nerd out on it. But also this is something that I get paid to do, right? This is something that I get paid to help my clients with. And so I'll sit down and like chew on the research and kind of go through and sort of sift it out. But at the end of the day, I you know just I like to get the different information so that I can know what's out there and really help my clients plug in and find the best option for them for their lives and their goals. So here's the deal. I really feel like a big part of this though in finding what feels good, finding what works for you, it's kind of shifting the responsibility back to yourself. It's kind of deciding to take ownership of your health, of your wellness, of your lifestyle, and not really delegating that anymore to, you know, a meal plan or a diet or a personal trainer or a workout program. Right. So it really is you kind of deciding that you want to be the one that's kind of in the driver's seat, that you want to be the one that's kind of going to, you know, take the time that's really going to figure out what works for you. And the reality is, is that oftentimes it does seem easier to just follow a plan that somebody gives us. Right. It's like, oh, if they tell me to eat like this. If I just do it and I, you know, I'll get the results. Oftentimes that really does seem easier, but the problems end up happening kind of on the back end when maybe, you know, that person has a very specific lifestyle. And so the things that they're recommending totally work for them, but it doesn't work for you, for your schedule, for your family or whatever. Right. And so there's nothing wrong with getting, you know, a template or a meal plan or a workout program or something. But I always want to encourage you to kind of take that and sort of make it your own. So sure, experiment with it. Try it, you know, the way that it's formatted for a couple of weeks and, and see, you know, what the results are that you're getting. See how it feels. You know, is it adding more stress into your life? Is it eliminating stress? You know, are you getting the results that you're wanting? But again, it all really does come down to trial and error. And so this is the thing, you know, I think if we're not careful about really, um, taking ownership and playing around with it and experimenting is that it can always feel slightly out of place, right? It can, it might always feel hard or like it doesn't really fit into the rest of our lives. And coincidentally, it ends up making it way harder than it has to be. And oftentimes that's when I see my clients in the past, you know, when they would get frustrated and when they would quit is because it just felt like, you know, it wasn't working, it was too hard. And so I really feel like too, or I do think that that's where you taking the ownership, you, you know, taking maybe a template or taking, you know, somebody else's meal plan or something, and then just kind of experimenting with it. That's really going to give you the best success overall. So a a, a funny story here. um, And this was another thing. So I've really learned about myself that I tend to think in analogies. And so the other day, I was um, sitting down writing. I think I was watching a video or something like that and taking notes and I kept trying to write with this pen that I could tell was running out of ink. Like it had really been running out of ink for a few days but I just kept shaking the pen and kind of licking the end of it or licking my finger and getting the end wet again and just trying to write with it. And it would work kind of occasionally but I had to press really hard to write it like to the point that I actually remember my fingers kind of hurting. So it would work for a second and then it would quit. And instead of getting a new pen right away, I just kept trying to make this old pen work. And this light bulb moment kind of went off. And I feel like that is so often what we end up doing, like with a diet or, um, you know, maybe specific workout programs or even just like uh, mentality. Right. So it's a lot of the mainstream fitness mentality. That's like the old pen. Right. We always you know we're trying the same things over and over we go about it like we always have and it ends up being the same way it feels maybe restricted or we feel deprived we feel frustrated and we ultimately end up giving up because it feels like it's really hard for the results that we maybe aren't getting and it doesn't feel like something we could do forever but as soon as i swapped that pen out I could write so much easier. I wasn't having to press as hard. It was so much smoother. And it was such a subtle difference of, you know, it was such an easy fix, right, to just swap that pin out. And it was such a subtle change, but it made a massive difference. And this is what I really want to offer to you is that when you are working on your mindsets and your thoughts, while you're also working on making simple, sustainable, small lifestyle changes that really are customized to your lifestyle, that's going to be like writing with that new pen. It's just going to feel easy. It's going to flow easy. It's going to be smooth. So I found a pretty decent workout routine for this season of my life. Uh, Between teaching a couple of virtual group classes, I have started kind of running a couple days a week again and wanted to add some yoga back in. So for me, running was kind of where it all began. Well, actually, rewind, rewind. Yoga was actually where it began. And then I started running after that. But for me, yoga was kind of where fitness became a part of my life or where, you know, activity became a part of my life. And I used it years ago to really help with some anxiety. I had started taking anxiety meds and uh, I don't recommend this, but I basically just quit taking my meds cold turkey because I didn't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. I knew that I needed to kind of start, I needed to do something to help me manage it because the anxiety was such that my mind would just kind of keep reeling on things. And I always felt like I was having a hard time catching my breath And um, my doctor, I think, or maybe she was a nurse practitioner, she recommended that maybe I try yoga uh, just to help with the breathing, to help kind of with the mindfulness to slow down. And so I loved yoga. I did it. I remember waking up and doing it in the morning, and I did it all throughout my first pregnancy. For whatever reason, in my mindset, I think this maybe came after I really discovered my love for weight training. If I can be so honest, I don't ever really feel motivated to do yoga. I love the weightlifting. I love higher intensity workouts. I love running. I really feel like that's just kind of my style. It really works with who I am as a person, I suppose. But as much as I've been wanting to add yoga back in, I've just been having a hard time getting myself motivated to do it. So while I've had the goal of doing more yoga, it really just wasn't happening, no no matter how hard I tried. And I did a little bit of self-coaching around this and noticed that I really have this thought that me doing yoga, number one, it had to look a certain way. So maybe in my mind, I was thinking it had to be like 30 minutes or longer, or it didn't count. I also realized that I had this thought that I don't really find yoga to be all that productive, which if you're into yoga, I don't mean any offense to yoga or to you, but for myself, it just doesn't feel super productive. And so I think with those two thoughts kind of combined, I was just having a really hard time getting myself motivated to do this. But once I realized my thinking around it, so once I kind of, you know, peeled it apart and really evaluated, okay, like I want to do yoga. I can identify that that's a goal that I have. It's something that I want to do. Why am I not feeling motivated to do it? this? And this is really, I think, where the power of doing the mindset work as well works. Because oftentimes what we would end up doing is, you know, I set this goal of doing yoga and I'm just going to like force myself to do it. Right. So we kind of take this mentality that feels very forceful, very pushy. OK, I'm just going to do it. And then maybe I would do it for a little while. But I would always be kind of doing it with this resentment or just not really feeling excited about it. And that's not going to stick. But how often do we do that, right? Especially with nutrition, especially with exercise, It's like, man, I just need to do this. Like, why am I not doing it? I'm just going to force myself rather than maybe just pausing and getting super curious and asking yourself, like, why are you not motivated? So that was a little bit of a tangent. But I think that that could be really powerful is that if you have some habits or some lifestyle changes that you're wanting to make, and no matter how hard you keep trying, no matter how hard you you try to force yourself into it. It might be worth it to just take a pause, get super curious and just ask yourself, okay, I'm saying I want to do this, but like, why am I not doing it? Why am I not following through? And just allow yourself to kind of come up with those answers because there's some part of you that's not wanting to do it. And that's why you're not sticking with it. So anyway, as I recognize that, you know, hey, like maybe my yoga practice doesn't have to look a certain way, at least for right now. And maybe it's okay if it's not productive, right? And so as I kind of started to realize this, I started to play around with it and I decided that I was going to start just sort of tacking short little yoga sessions on before and after my run. So I need to warm up anyway, right? I need to cool down, want to do some more stretching. So I figured I'll just put, you know, maybe an eight to 10 minute video on before my run. And then, you know, maybe another eight minute video on after my run. And that gives me, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes of yoga, boom, twice a week. And that was really kind of the goal was to just get it in two times a week. So it just took a little bit of playing around. It took a little bit of curiosity And really, I think it just took me releasing the expectations that I had set on myself of needing to do yoga a certain way in order for me to count it as being done. And honestly, now it just feels so easy to do because I was already going for the run. And oftentimes I would just go out and run without really warming up not a great thing to admit especially as a fitness coach but that's the reality and so now I'm getting the yoga in and I'm getting the the warm-up in and the cool down as well and so I think for you it's just like looking at okay what are the changes that I want to make is there a place that I'm already doing something that I could sort of just add this into but then again you know releasing the expectations and just getting super curious about okay I have this goal you know, why am I not sticking to it? What can I learn from myself? You know, what maybe is kind of going on here? And then just really allow yourself to get curious. Now, of course, there was still a little bit of discomfort in making that small shift of like adding it on. So I have to kind of plan ahead a little bit more and make sure that I'm getting ready for my run, maybe a few minutes earlier so that I can still, you know, kind of be on time with the rest of my day. But By and large, this has been way easier and I've been way more consistent uh, by meeting myself where I'm at in this season of life instead of trying to force something else to happen, right? And so from here... You can build on or you can add on or build up, but you know, it's just figuring out like, okay, what's that lowest hanging fruit? What's the littlest thing that I could do to just kind of get myself moving in that right direction? And so this really is the same thing for you. Just start with something that feels good, something that feels almost too easy to do. So you really want to go for that lowest hanging fruit. Sometimes the things that feel good in and for your body are going to be a little bit of work to get you started. In fact, there is a high chance that starting anything new is going to take some intentional practice at first. So please don't get discouraged. Don't get derailed with that. It's just recognizing that, you know, there's always going to be part of you that wants the goal and wants to kind of work on those things. And then there's always going to be part of you that doesn't. That's kind of, you know, you have these two different sides to you that are sort of always at odds with each other. And so with these new changes, you want to make them as easy as possible, as doable. So think, like, what's the lowest cost for entry, you know, right? It might be, okay, if I want to get 10,000 steps in a day, and maybe you're only averaging about 1,000, and that's just you kind of walking around the house, then maybe, you know, the first step is, like, I'm just going to put my shoes on, and I'm going to go outside and, like, do a lap around the cul-de-sac or take a quick lap around the block, right? And so it's just, like, what's the the littlest thing that you could do that just kind of gets the momentum going. So as long as you're keeping your goals and your why in mind, and really why you're doing this in the first place, I do think that having that clear connection is going to make the slight discomfort that you feel when you're holding yourself accountable, is going to make it a lot easier to really stick with it, and also a lot more worth it, right? So One thing that might really be helpful for you to do here is to list out 20 reasons why this specific goal matters to you. And the reason I say 20 is because you never know which reason is maybe going to be the one reason that you need to hold on to in a particular moment to keep your promise to your future self today. So one reason may not really be like the compelling reason that you need in a moment. And so having a different reason to kind of pull from or these, the, the, this different bank to pull from is going to be huge for you. Keep in mind that you essentially are the best expert when it comes to what you need and you know what's going to work for you long term. Ultimately, you know you better than any other coach or expert out there ever could. I could certainly make all sorts of suggestions of what to do, what to eat, what not to do, what not to eat, but you're going to be way more likely to rebel against me Unless you tend to be kind of a chronic people pleaser, but I think that's for another episode, another day. But when you actually step up to take the responsibility for your goals and for doing the work, I guarantee you're going to be so much more likely to stick with it and succeed long term. Sure, you are probably going to rebel against yourself here and there. Remember, we talked about, you know, that one side of you that wants the change, that wants the goals, but the other side of you that doesn't and that really wants to stay comfortable. So there's always, you know, there's going to be that tension and you just have to decide moment by moment, you know, which which one you're going to honor, which one you're going to give into, which one you're going to show up for, right? And so it really does just take, a, you know, just takes that time, takes that practice. And ultimately, it just kind of gives us that idea of where we have a little bit of room to grow and where to coach on next. So every time you, f- you feel like you get stuck or you hit a little obstacle, it's just a little sign that that's just an area to maybe focus on or to work a little bit more on. You might need a little bit more guidance and kind of figuring out the plan for you, and that's okay. That's where having a coach can be so helpful because a coach can help you see objectively without maybe the emotional attachment to your goals or your current circumstances. Plus, a good coach isn't going to believe your stories and they're going to encourage you to really challenge your own current stories as well. You may have to try some different things and really experiment, kind of feel your way forward until you find what works. But that's okay; That's part of the process. And I truly believe that that is going to be part of what creates a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. This is honestly, I think that experimental aspect is honestly the part that is usually left out of the traditional strategies that are taught with the diets and the workout programs and the meal plans. It's kind of like, here's this cookie cutter thing, you know, just do it perfectly and you're going to get the results. But we know that doesn't actually work, at least not long term. So I just want to give you that permission to play around, to experiment, to track your progress and to evaluate see what is moving you toward your goals in all the different areas and what isn't. And just really honestly assess, you know, without the drama, without the emotional attachment, just really assess the data. What it, you know, what it's showing you, what it's telling you. And just keep in mind too, that in some seasons, something may work. And then all of a sudden it feels like it's no longer working. Nothing has gone wrong when that happens. It just might be time to kind of tweak it and try something new for that 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 next season. It can take a little time to get to know yourself and your body, especially if you're used to the diet mentality and really those cookie cutter approaches. So just practice with grace, with self-compassion and patience for yourself. I'm all about you being empowered to find what works for you and to do more of it. So there you have it. That is my formula for helping you find what feels good in your body and also what works to help you get those results and to hit those goals with more ease and just in a more seamless way. If you would like to learn more about coaching with me and to take this work a little bit deeper, I want to invite you to shoot me an email, alicia at aliciacarlson.com. We can set up a time to chat where we can just really kind of dive in and see, you know, where you're at, where you want to go, what's not been working so far. And then you will definitely walk away with a clear blueprint on how you can step by step work to reach your goals over the next 12 months. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.